0: Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site, and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone, start the download, and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard, and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Sci-Fi Graveyard. I'm your host, Joseph. Along with Jeremy and Josh and today we're going to do a little outside the graveyard even though this movie deals with graveyards we're going to be talking about the 1996 cult classic I'm going to go ahead and call it a cult classic because I feel like it's been it is popular enough and even though it failed at the box office we're going to be talking about the Michael J Fox movie The Frighteners uh the frighteners was directed by peter jackson and it was also written by peter jackson and his wife fran walsh again stars michael j fox as the main character and it stars trini alvarado i'm probably mispronouncing that because i can't read or write and speak because i just can't for some reason right now Peter Dobson,
1: female lead
0: yeah that was his love interest um then peter dobson it also stars jeffrey combs which has been in numerous things he's known for being the the star of the reanimators movies and he's also known as wayun shran and liquidator brunt from star trek uh shran is star trek enterprise and liquidator brunt and wayun is from star trek deep space 9 and this movie also has. I'm going to say is, he stars in it. Is he the one it.
2: that played the the FBI agent?
0: Yeah, he was the FBI. Yeah, okay. he was Dammers. Yeah. All right, okay. and also stars John Aston. This movie was released in. I'm going to say stars because it's John Aston. As you know, he was the original Gomez on the Adams Family television show in the '60s. He also played Harry T.
2: Stone's father in the as a reoccurring character in Night Court. Okay, but, I just watched this movie and I don't remember seeing him in it. He was the cowboy. Or no, I'm sorry, he was oh, the judge. The oh, judge. Okay. Which no was the cowboy, guy. yeah. No yeah, he guy. was the judge. I know who the hell he was. I was like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they, those those are <laughs> Yeah, he he was the uh he was the judge. Michael J. Fox was Frank Bannister. Yeah. Lucy Why, Linsky. Yeah,
2: I And I, everybody else was noticeable, but Yeah. Uh, like I said, D Wallace is D Wallace. I mean, it's not like. I guess, yeah, it's not like. like yeah, she was.
1: Many different roles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the dude with the film metal jacket yeah,
2: and shit, right? Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, Ermey, yeah.
0: Yeah. Arlie Ermey was the drill sergeant ghost at the oh, graveyard. Arlie, yeah. 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 Arlie Ermey. I think it's Arlie. Yeah, Harley and Ermi.
1: It's so uh, it's so funny to me. I just have to throw it out because I thought it was so funny. Like, uh, like I was telling you guys before we started that uh, there was a bunch of trivia shit that was in this movie, and one of them was was that the scenes that they were filming, uh, Michael J. Fox kept calling Judge by uh what's it called by doc the whole time yeah there. yeah he kept talking blowing the, the line the whole time he was blowing lines and being like doc doc and i thought that was hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah he he kept apparently calling him he, he kept calling him doc and kept blowing the scenes
1: oh. i actually i'm sorry keep going yeah. no
0: you're good you're good the this movie was released on july 19th 1996 in the united states uh, produced through Universal Pictures and Wingnut Films. Usually, I don't mention the production company, but I mention it because Wingnut Films was founded by Peter Jackson in 1987. When, as we all know, uh, Peter Jackson's from New Zealand, as this movie was filmed in. Uh, Frank Bannister, the the concept of the movie. I know we're probably going to talk about spoilers, but so, but if if you are one of the few that listen to this podcast and you have not seen this movie. watch watch this movie before before you finish the podcast Um, because it's a really great film. I'm just going to say it right now. It was a really great film. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Frank Bannister is played by Michael J. Fox. He passes himself off as an exorcist of evil spirits. Uh, He was once a successful architect. However, Frank gains the ability to see spirits in, in a traumatic car accident, followed by the death of his wife, which actually plays into the plot of the film a little bit later. Uh, with more and more people dying in his town, and he begins to piece together the supernatural mystery of these killings, uh, made notable by numbers that appear on their forehead. Uh, meanwhile, he's falling, he starts to fall in love with the wife of one of the victims, which is Trini. Sorry, my throat got dry. Uh, <laughs> throat's dry. Um, he it's falls really in love wrong. with one of the victims, yes, and deals with an FBHI, FBI agent, Milton Dammers, which is played by Jeffrey Combs, uh, this movie had a budget of around $30 million, however, the movie really underperformed and only grossed about $29 million worldwide, according to the IMDb. Uh, this this has been stated in multiple places, so if you watch this on a lot of different YouTube channels watching about this movie, everyone talks about this, so I am going to mention it as well because I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, this, movie was, um, this movie was actually, when brought to Universal, it was going to be considered one of the tales from the crypt present movies in the same vein as demon knight Bordello of blood uh you know as you know tales from the crypt was the hbo series and it went on to host several theatrical releases after its television run uh tales from the crypt was based on a comic book of the same name and of course had the crypt creeper the crypt keeper and he told stories uh kind of like tales from the dark side type stuff it was a yeah anthology series
1: and, um, and a funny thing too i just thought i'd mention is knowing that it was an r-rated film when it should have been pg-13 and i definitely think that if it was pg-13 it would have done better it probably would have done better um when and yeah, we'll I talk i'll talk about that why it was
2: rated r yeah and then i don't know either to,
1: he was talking about that when they were hard, uh, there it was like a hard pass on them to make it PG 13 for whatever reason. They said that no matter what, it was going to be R. So Peter Jackson decided and he was like, If it's going to be R, I might as well add to the Goran shit. yeah, so that's why more stuff into the movie for that. And I was like, This never felt like like, especially with movies now, where the, you see like Conjuring and a bunch of other movies doing like a lot more death scenes and everything else, and then you're watching this movie and you're like, This ended up being R. It just seems kind of weird because
2: I don't know, it's just very it was weird. Very, <laughs> there wasn't even really any language in it.
0: Yeah. No, there wasn't. And the reason that uh, when I might not say who it is, but one of the characters gets their head blown off. And the reason his head got blown off was because they're like, oh we're stuck with an R rating we might as well blow his head off because yeah. they were gonna shoot they were gonna shoot the character in the chest to, to kill him or her off but then they're like what we, we get an R we're just gonna kill him and, so, I gotta,
1: and I gotta say too that's one of one of my favorite scenes in the movie just because I love how like they do that effect and then you see the ghost version like as soon as it happens, You see see, yeah, go away, and then you see the ghost face. I was like, dude, that is fucking so... And that's one thing I love about this movie, though. They have a lot of great scenes in it. I mean, granted, I love Michael J. Fox, but, like, just it's like a perfect movie. Like, no matter how many times... Like, I can't really nitpick a lot of it just because... I don't know. I There's, just enjoy it so much.
0: <laughs> the only thing that I would nitpick is some of the special effects didn't hold up. I think the ghost effects kind of held up really well with the, the ghosts themselves, but some of the, like, when you see the, spe- I'm going to call it the specter, the, the the one that's doing the killings, because in this movie, the ghosts can interact with the real world. Sometimes they're, they're um, you can pass through them, but they can also affect the living. Like, they can bump into you and push you and And in this case, they can kill you. So the only effect I say didn't held up was the specter effect when it's when he's cloaked or wrapped in like the painting or wrapped in the brug. That's the only effect in my mind that didn't really held up. And that's the only nitpick that I would have about this movie. And it's a little nitpick because I didn't find anything about this movie that I disliked. Um, This movie actually really deserved to do better. Um, even Robert Zemeckis wanted to direct this movie because um, he was the producer of Tales from the Crypt, and that's why it was going to be uh, one of the Tales from the Crypt movies. But then Peter Jackson wanted to direct it because he felt it was his baby, and then they both really, like, Zemeckis really felt that this movie was strong enough to stand on its own and not be tied to Tales from
1: the Crypt. Yeah, and it's and crazy what, how yeah. it started from, like, I think when the, I was watching that video, it was a three-page script that they set up for the, like, and it sold Robert Zemeckis on the movie. Like, yeah, they were talking and about then, that it was very sh- small little thing, and then he was like, I'm hooked, I'm down. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, it it's awesome.
0: pretty cool, and this is, and this is awesome, because Peter Jackson had been making films in New Zealand, like, you know, like monster movies because Peter Jackson was a big in the splatter films. And that was because he was a big fan of George Romero's night of the living dead. I'm not, sorry, not night of the living dead, dawn of the dead from the seventies. And so that's, and that's why a lot of his movies were like splatter movies to start off with. So this is actually his first Hollywood film. And he was, he was able to make this movie without a large amount of studio interference. Um, and he only had really two demands for the film, and he, where he wanted, he wanted the film, the he wanted the movie to be filmed in New Zealand. That was one of his demands, and he got final cut of the film, which he got that too. Um, there is a thirteen minute longer director's cut release to home video. This is a movie I actually really want to go buy physically, because a lot of movies I own are digitally now, just because it's easier. But this is one of the ones, this is one of the ones I want to own. I want to go buy the Blu-ray because, especially if it comes with the director's cut and the standard cut, I want I want to have both versions of the movie because this is a really great film. And again, spoilers—you know—it's going to happen in this podcast, so I know I don't get like hundreds of views, but our listens. But those who do listen, if you haven't seen this movie or haven't watched it in a long time, go back and watch it, then listen and see if you agree with what some of the stuff we say. Um, Because there is a director's cut that's longer, and this may people speculate that Peter Jackson may not have had final cut of the film, but he said he did. However, the theatrical version, which is actually a really strong film. Um, I don't know what the director's cuts like. Cause I just watched the the one that was available on voodoo. So I just watched the one, one hour and 50 minute version of the movie. And, it, it didn't say it was a director's cut, so I'm assuming
1: it was the theatrical yeah, I run. Think if anything, it's like the theatrical run. Like, so, I don't think I ever saw like the uh, director's cut of the film when I watched it. I mean, like yeah, I've I, seen the DVD before because I, I don't remember if I own it. I don't uh, like I didn't find it in here, so I don't think I I own it. Well, it's moment, only but... like five bucks on Voodoo right yeah, now. I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to end up buying it again anyway. But just because I... I could re-watch it like a million times. If it's on the TV, I'll have it on, you know, because it's just I... That
0: good. I want to buy this because um th- I'm going to own this physically. Because every now and then, I usually just bu- buy it on Voodoo, especially if they're running a sale. And so this is a movie I'm definitely going to buy. Like, I'm going to buy it on blu-ray physical I, I do like having some physical things um especially but i also like having digital stuff to you kind of with two minds um yeah,
1: but they and they have so many good moments uh, the one thing is and i think this is the main takeaway for me is that this is one of the main movies that ever got me into murder mysteries really it's like this and what well, was the other one that we were just talking about last night <laughs> Because I was talking about how it was similar to to this one, because it was like a murder mystery. Can't remember. It you or... I'll probably remember it way later.
0: <laughs> I don't I'll be honest with you. I don't remember much of last night, except I stayed up too late because <laughs> yeah. I was working on. Yeah. I actually because I was working on watch faces for my watch and listening because I've been getting into a lot of horror YouTube. So it's kind of perfect that I wanted to watch this. I know we talked about you and I because we were going to do the podcast yesterday uh of course we record this in advance and then i release it on mondays but i was gonna do we were waiting for jeremy and he hadn't told us you weren't able to watch it yet and we were talking i know i talked about like maybe doing robocop next even though that's been done to death i just love robocop and i can't remember the other mystery like i kind of want to do some tv show pilots that's available for watch to talk about that as a show um but I haven't decided what I want to do next. I'll let y'all
1: know in a couple days. Yeah, definitely, um, <laughs> I'd be down for RoboCop just because that's so good. Anyway, I I have <laughs> been. that I movie have deserves,
2: deserves to be rated weekend. R. Huh? RoboCop. I said that movie. Oh, deserves yeah. To be rated R. Oh or yeah. MC17. especially
1: just whenever he. Oh, yeah, I don't. Want well, to the play beginning play part <laughs> where
2: just to talk, the top the when the robot like destroys that dude at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's like, fuck, geez, I mean, and especially at the time when that movie came out, that was like, whoa, It's like, <laughs> yeah, I still remember that like
1: thing. a lot gorier than this movie was. And oh, this was mostly yeah. like the kills were all based on like him just stopping their heart pretty much. Right. Yeah, like, they were like, having heart. Yeah, most they, of them. Most of Yeah, them. the
0: killer was starting their heart, stopping their heart. And so they thought they thought they were all having heart attacks and then they realized there was a murder, a murder and going on. that's mostly
1: one reason why, like, I love the story, because it's like you can't prove that it was something else, knowing that it was heart attacks, right, where they're stopping their heart. And then I love how even the story for him, right, Frank Bannister as a whole, it's like him be- avoiding it his wife died and this and that, and then he finds out that Spoil, uh, like I'll just actually, we already said spoiler alert, whatever. But yeah, how like she was one of the people that they ended up killing, and the like one of the first people that they killed, uh, she killed or whatever. Like that's like the one main, like how the number was over her head and all that shit. Like that was I love how they like sealed everything up into a, a like a nice little bow, like where everything. Every part of the story pretty much was and like fit into the whole overarching story, and that's one reason why I love this movie so much. Is that everything that they explained happened, in, and like there was a reason why they were talking about it in the first place, or like why? Yeah, this flashbacks.
0: and and then the flashbacks are cool because you it, the the way they weave the mystery of his wife dying or the the point of his wife dying into the into the main story and not just like some tragic incident that happened that doesn't go anywhere after that. They made it a central part of the mystery. Yeah. And cause she was number, I think she was number 13 was or 12, like 13 or something. Yeah. I, think I was Yeah. 13. yeah. Or 17. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and that, and, yeah.
0: and that picks up after the twelve. Of the and like, I, I really don't want to spoil this, but I feel like you can't really talk about it without spoiling a lot of it. Yeah, I pretty much. Um, the
1: movie, I mean, like, we said spoilers in the beginning, so I mean, like, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, so see this movie. Um, is what we're saying. I, I think this movie, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it. Rest in peace because this movie's perfect the way it is and it doesn't need to be re- remade. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think anyone's gonna I be agree. as perfect in the role. I mean, I mean this really movie's
1: dope if they made a sequel like years fucking later, but.
0: So that, and that was my inspiration. Um, I was listening to Joe Blow and they talked about like a sequel idea they had for this movie. And it's like, man, why did I never watch this movie? I've always heard good things about it, even back in the 90s, you know, that this movie was really good. And I don't know why I never watched it. So I, you know, again, gave, like gave me an excuse to watch it and to talk about it. I know a lot of my recent movies have been inspired by YouTube videos that I've watched. And I think that's a good thing because, you know, it gets the conversation started Especially about movies that kid, like I say, kids, but like people younger than us, because we're all in our late thirties, early forties. There, and this is like when we were in high school
1: or in late middle school. This is when this movie came out. Yeah, a lot of kids nowadays might not. Was when I first watched this movie. Like a lot of, I know that it was right after it came to home video. I remember, yeah, watching it. Well, that would
0: have been that would have been in ninety seven. So I think you would have been in because I met Steve your brother i met him my sophomore year and i think he was a junior yeah and kind of yeah old. so that would have been ninety five, ninety six, and so you would you i think were a freshman my junior year it was something like that
1: yeah yeah Oh, <laughs> and... i remember is just remember watching it at home and i was like oh this is so good and then like I... every time it came on tv i watched it <laughs> Uh, so i literally just bought it while we were talking about it because that's
0: how much i want (laughs) to own this movie i literally just found a copy of it on um the director's cut and the theatrical cut i found it on blu-ray and i'm like "Eh, oh 10 bucks yeah i'm gonna buy it so i just bought it. damn it's only
1: 10 bucks holy crap
0: uh yeah on amazon (laughs) dude
1: that is like oh like jeez i love i'm like i straight up love this movie though when you talked about it i was like Fuck, I get to rewatch this movie again. It just gave me an excuse to rewatch it again. I was like, Fuck, yeah. It's so good. And it's just so good. This I mean this movie also, is so I good. Out, I I also found out this is the main reason why Michael J. Fox stopped doing movies though. Because, yeah, because... Was in New Zealand and then it was like right after the or right before he came out and said that he had well, Parkinson's.
2: Well I was just gonna yeah. say do you remember the scene where he's in the the police station with his head, hands in his head in his hands. Yeah, that looked to me like he was having a moment because his left arm was shaking like a mother during that oh, scene. Oh yeah. But he was at the time, yeah, cause, I wasn't
1: thinking about it right like I'm thinking about it. That now, was my first thought, and that's
2: what I was gonna ask you guys if you thought the same thing watching that I didn't right, I so didn't so notice I the back, Twitch, I'll be honest with you. Massive, well I looked right. back and I guess he announced it in ninety eight that he had been diagnosed seven years earlier, but I guess he was diagnosed during Doc Hollywood. Wow, maybe. Man. So yeah, he was cause... dealing with it then. God. Yeah. So yeah, he cause... was dealing with it back then, but it was just a little twitch in his finger and a pain in his shoulder or something like that.
0: Yeah, because this is why he did Spin City after this movie, and while he started doing why he started doing voice work was also it wasn't so also with the, the Parkinsons. It was also that he wanted he to was, be um...
1: his kids. I know that. Yeah, yeah he, he was away from his family. His
0: cuz yeah, this movie took yeah, like, like 6 months to film yeah. so he was in New Zealand for like 6 months filming this and it was really hard on him emotionally to I'm be sure. away from his you family so yeah you, you
1: being away from your family for 6 months i'm sure that you're going to not be uh, you're going to be missing them real bad <laughs> especially about so, especially if you're like already thinking about because i'm sure that probably if he decided to quit after this movie especially how it didn't do well right uh, yeah, it could have been just the reason why I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with movies. Do you, do right? you want to hear who thinking like, about it beforehand? But yeah,
0: this was um, Michael J. Fox was the the first choice for Frank Bannister. He was the first choice. But do you want to hear some of the backup names in case he turned it down?
1: Yeah, there's some big one, names. One of the like made one that laugh made me laugh was Danny Devito. Yeah,
0: Danny Devito, oh, John like, Cusack, oh, yeah. Johnny Depp. Matthew Broderick and Tom Cruise. See, if Michael like, J- I and I don't, it. It I don't think it would have I don't think it would have worked with anybody but Michael J. Fox. Maybe like, John Cusack because he's quirky.
1: But yeah. m- maybe or, Johnny Head Depp. Or Matthew Broderick, I could see both of them kind of working in the role, but like Danny DeVito was like the one where yeah. was like out of left field, you could tell.
0: Yeah, I don't see Danny DeVito working. I don't see Tom Cruise working. I could yeah, probably see Matthew Broderick
1: Tom Cruise. But- has been like charismatic, but mostly in action roles. I've never seen like he was only in Tropic Thunder, was the main one that I knew that he was in that he played a more comedic role. I mean, like some of his early stuff was more comedic too, but somewhat, but he always played like more serious roles. So I don't think you would have done, especially that's one reason why I like this movie is because it has. It's v- the story is pretty dark, right? This story is dark, dark but the- but then they have great comedy in it that just works. Right? The whole con man thing where like he talks the ghosts and then gets them in there to fucking scare these people. That so they-, they
0: pay him to exercise just just them. <laughs> works.
1: Like it just I love it. It makes total sense, right?
0: I- I-, I I love like how the husband at the beginning of the movie who's the victim played by dobson i like how he's like such a dick to his character because like michael <laughs> j Fo- and he's like you're gonna pay and he's like i don't believe you <laughs> and then and then he's the victim so he's the main victim of the movie that comes to michael j fox for help
1: mm-hmm. before
0: the because he's the one who dies and, and that's and the main
1: catalyst for like why you the ever- start of the mystery <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and
0: and so like the what the uh the treaty's character treaty her character she believes Michael J. Fox fight from the start. There's no doubt. Even when, even when um, Dammers tries to like say, like say there's there's reason to doubt, she still believes him. Which is which is kind of, I guess it's maybe a little sort of far fetched, but also at the same vo- uh, same page. Look how creepy Je- uh, Jeffrey Combs is in that role as as the agent. And the fact that he, he it was his idea to have his hair cut to look like Adolf Hitler to to, to like spike the weirdness up. Is, also
2: he was the best character in the movie.
0: He what, was amazing. FBI yeah, Hitler
2: he's Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah,
0: this, yeah. yeah Dan, um Jeffrey Combs is a really great character actor. He has he has like such a loyal fan base with Star Trek fans, cause he played like really three popular characters in the show he's probably played more i there, there's just the three that were really popular shran and liquidator brunt and uh way Wei, especially wayoon Wei-Yun. because way is the one where you get to see more of his face um and shran too but he's got an it's 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 a little bit hard to tell it's him but wayoon is more natural skin tone color, I like his face and he's a brilliant character actor and he played all three of those roles and they are different and you notice how some actors like they'll play a role, but if they're kind of the same person in every yeah. movie they're in,
1: and that's he, pretty much time casting, but also the same. Yeah, character. it's like Kirsten Dunst, or not Kirsten Dunst, but uh, Kristen Stewart.
0: Yeah, because, like, and her he's,
1: characters are pretty much the exact same in most of her movies.
0: And like, he's and he's like and he's like he just is a great character actor. Like Jeffrey Combs is amazing, and he he brings he's so creepy as Dammers. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he's when so he creepy. His shirt
1: off and shit, like when he has all the occult shit on him. Oh yeah, that's and that's like the or he, that he's,
2: where he takes the, the his shirt off and he's wearing like the the vest underneath, whatever oh, the hell yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, that was hilarious. He,
0: <laughs> he's he is like he's like a crazy version of Fox Mulder from the X Files before there was the X Files. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think the X Files was already on. But he's like he's like they took Fox Mulder and they're like let's actually make this guy crazy and stu- and kind of dumb and, and, and creepy and creepy as hell. And then they, they he's like a perverted version of Fox Mulder. And uh, Lucy is a uh, scientist, and it's it's interesting how she believes him when she sees the spirits instead of like questioning. And so she goes to help him. Um, there's a scene in the movie where they talk about a hospital massacre. I can't remember the time period that the. The massacre took place i'm assuming um, that it
1: was probably in the 50s or 60s 50s or 60s right.
0: yeah. because um the serial killer is johnny bartlett and i think his name is based on real life victim of a serial killer yeah. uh and I'm he was sure, played by I'm jake sure jake was. busey the that, yeah the
1: way that he played the damn character and i i love the the female villain too uh, so yeah, I, I kind of don't want
0: to. I don't want to spoil who it is because I think that's like a huge. It's like what a twist! It's like
1: well, it's like well, an M Night
0: Shyamalan twist. Like more, <laughs> I don't like want to spoil best it.
1: Twist in the movie, <laughs> that's
0: right? That's right. the best twist in the movie. Yeah, and the let's let's not in the
1: movie, but let's
0: like, let's not so. let's not let's not spoil that twist. Who the who the female killer is? Um, it's amazing when they when they show themselves, and then when they chase them to to the final location i won't say that either um because they're they're trying to stop johnny bartlett i
1: just love how like they did so much like i love how they stopped his heart at one point and put him in the freezer and stuff that that way he could uh find out who the person was yeah and and then he's he almost defeated him right then everything everything that frank banister did was pretty smart like the way that yeah he he wasn't he was like oh yeah the only way that I'm gonna find out is if I die and then I find the person right like yeah he he wasn't he wasn't stupid like a lot of times you see
0: like these people in movies and they're kind of dumb and they kind of some of them deserve to die because they're so stupid it's kind of like the thing Um, John Carpenter's the thing not one character in that movie does something stupid they're all smart they make mistakes but they're smart and it's the same with Frank Banister. and I think that's really good screenwriting, and I I am convinced. And I think this is the video I watched said this too. I don't. I think the strength of this script and Peter Jackson's directing. I think this is what got him the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and he's uh, and
1: he, yeah. Because I think he did that after he did this movie, right? Yeah, the something?
0: Lord of the Rings came out in I don't remember the year because I'm old. Uh, the first one came out in 2001 so this it was a few years it was a few about 5 years after this so um he did this and i think that because he did that for new line cinema and i think this is to me that i think that's why he got this um because this movie is really strong the script is really strong like i used to have i used to go around and say that every movie has a terrible line of dialogue there's at least one like Unlike Huey Bull, whose movies are made up of terrible dialogue. <laughs> like, every line yeah, is terrible.
1: and have been the next one. I'm just yeah, looking uh, at all his movies, and shit, i have uh, meet the Feebles, too. And that is such a weird movie.
0: Yeah, he did. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that he did the movie The Stuff. But I think it's just because I think it's from, like, Australia, New Zealand well, area, too. I know that
1: he was uh, involved with... The movie that I, I'm like when I was watching the things you don't know about the frighteners thing, uh, they were talking about he was on the movie set of I think it was Back to the Future or something, and that's how Peter he Jackson. Yeah, like oh, they maybe up, back he, it, it, it he was doing Back to the Future that he was like taking pictures with the cast. So I wonder if like um he was that might have been
0: that's that might have been how he met um. Robert Zemeckis, because yeah, yeah. and because I didn't see that in my in what I looked up, because I was I used like I used some other sites, but I also used the IMDb. I know he, but he met Zemeckis, and that's how he got this ball rolling. Yeah, and and it 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 would have had to been, it would have had to been Back to the Future two, or three, which they they
1: were filmed back to back. So yeah, and I know two and about number two or something yeah
0: because yeah, i know two and three were filmed back to back but it had to have been somewhere during that shoot and this movie is really good because it starts out where he's he meets he he wrecks he destroys the fence of dobs uh, dobson's character uh ray linsky whose w- wife is lucy linsky who's ro- ro- peter dobson's one of the victims and he wrecks his fence and destroys his gnome. And Ray's kind of a dick, but it's kind of like, he's like a more comedic dick than like, you know, he's, because he's kind of funny. He gets upset about the those gnome. He's, he's like, oh, he's really he's sad that his gnome got destroyed. So he, but he's kind of a dickhead. And um, he, so he, Michael J. Fox gives him his card and then sends his ghost friends to like haunt his house <laughs> to like get the money back, I guess. Uh, and then Ray Linsky's killed off screen and he appears as a ghost jogging and he runs into Michael J., uh, Bannister and is like, hey, doesn't know he's dead. And he finds out he's dead and, you know, he wants to talk to his wife. So that's when. Bannister has dinner with Lucy and they start talking and he kind of starts developing feelings for her. And um, that's when that's kind of like what really gets his ball rolling because he goes, Bannister gets um, wine spilled on him by Dobson, as uh, character, and he goes to clean himself up. And that's when he sees another person with the number on his forehead. And that person gets killed while Michael J. Fox's character is in the bathroom. Like he goes into a stall to hide because he's scared. Yeah. And then later on, yeah, I
1: thought was so dope. Everything, uh, everything just had a purpose and everything.
0: It had a purpose because you find out a little bit later because then he, because then he, that's when all the chase starts with the cops and everything. Um, They start thinking it's him a a little bit after that. So he goes to the museum. I guess it's a museum and they are after him, and then he sees this lady who was like a bitch to him, I think, earlier in the movie, and he sees the number on her head, and so he's trying to yeah, save her now he...
2: Or Ma- Ma- Magda or... He,
0: uh,
2: I think so. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember her name. No, it, it was the yeah. director chick or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Magda Reese Jones, played by Elizabeth Hoffman. Um, so he, he grabs her, and he's trying to save her, and then they, he wrecks his car again, and then she, she's then killed by the Spectre. I'm just going to say the Spectre because it's
1: what probably, he... Probably easier to say that anyway. Easier to say, yeah.
0: So the Spectre gets her, and then that's when more of the cops think, are starting to think that Bannister did it. But Bannister's he's not an idiot. He, it's not one of those action movies where like the hero's like, oh, God, they think I did it. I better go on the run to prove my innocence. He actually shows up to the police station, and the, the sheriff, played by... Sorry, my throat's really dry. Troy Evans. And he he's not going to arrest him, but then he gets arrested by Dammers and locked in a cell. Because Sheriff Perry, which is by Troy Evans, doesn't think that he's actually guilty. And and so he's in prison. And then the, the Spectre goes after Lucy. And so while I think it's while she's visiting him in the cell that he tries to kill her. Yeah, and 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 so that's what starts him to escape to stop the specter. It wasn't like, it wasn't like this, like come with us, like action movie where he's like no, and then he beats up his, he beats up the cops to get away. He he actually does the right thing. Like I said, the character is not stupid or is portrayed stupidly as all at all throughout this movie. Like even even Lucy isn't really like the standard damsel in distress she is like one of one of the the victims or she's you know targeted but she, i don't ever see her as a damsel in distress because she tries to help him all throughout this movie and so i think she's i think she's a stronger character for it that she's not like helpless at all at any point in this movie even when she's being chased by the
1: the second killer especially, she's especially knowing that at, at the End of the movie, like what they teased, yeah. the and I'm yeah. like, that. and I think there was a different ending to the movie, that or uh, at least that was on the uh cutting room floor or whatever, one of the deleted scenes or whatever. That it wasn't that she got the same thing, like there was that joke at the very end. So yeah, but I
2: think there was a different. It wasn't ending. really a joke. She happened. saw him in the back seat.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: because they call him his guardian angel because for some reason he's, like, sticking with the sheriff, (laughs) the ghost at the end.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I thought that was funny, was, like, how they did everything, like, in the mood. Like, even with the stuff with them. And that's why I was like, it's cool how they were like, oh, yeah, you got to have a near-death experience for you to be able to see stuff like that. Right, yeah,
0: and so she she did, and traumatic because she was almost killed by the second killer.
1: Like, just the way that they said this stuff, like, where she it's just like an offhand joke where she's just like, Yeah, I know, right? So weird, like, he's so so creepy, you know. (laughs) Hold on, what you can see him, (laughs) yeah. This,
0: I like, I wish this movie had gotten, I wish this movie had done well because this, this movie, the reason this movie that people think it failed. Is apparently it had really stiff competition. This movie opened in the summer of '96. Like I said, it opened the same weekend as the Summer Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia. Also, the movie Daylight by Sylvester Stallone was actually supposed to open in July in this in this spot. Which However, the
1: Daylight one, I don't remember.
0: it's uh, the one they're they're trapped in the tunnel.
1: Oh, okay, That's uh, I, yeah. I just yeah. can't remember the name of that movie.
0: And he, he, this movie was overscheduled. Like it was running late. So they had to force that in December. And then they're like, what? And Universal's like, what should we put? Let's put, let's put the Frighteners. Okay. This will be a summer film. This movie is not a summer film. This is not a summer blockbuster. Like it doesn't play like one. This, and this was originally going to have a Halloween release. And honestly, I think if it had been released in like September, September, October, I think it would have fared better. It would have been a better, better film uh, or well, better, I, better I, performing that's
1: film. The, that's the main thing. It's a, it's like always a combination of like the promotion of the film, the timing, mixed in with like the like if it's promotable, where you could bring your kids there, right? Yeah, now, and, and like a lot of people that have kids ain't probably gonna watch an, a rated R film with their kids and I mean, rated R, the the, the rating didn't parents, help either most of our, yeah our parents our didn't parents give a shit would let us watch it but like if there was boobs they would be like close your eyes i remember that shit all the time your
0: mom your mom made your mom and dad made you i'll be also you, yeah, my mom so, did not there was
1: so many times i think jeremy was older than like
2: uh like, Jeremy, was older, so, was, so, yeah, Jeremy was older, so so Jeremy. You
1: about like a few
2: years, so like. Well, I was in college didn't... when this movie came out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Jeremy, like,
0: you that, you can see titties, but Josh, cover your eyes. Yeah,
2: pretty much.
1: <laughs> I remember that most of the movies, especially what was it? There's one movie that I just remember that my uh, my there was like a sex scene, and they're like, "You gotta close your eyes." See, <laughs>
0: I never, I my mom never. This is the thing. I grew up watching a lot of horror growing up. Like I grew up watching Friday the Thirteenth. I grew up watching Sleepaway Camp. I grew up watching Nightmare on Dude, Elm Street, Sleepaway Texas Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Man. I, I want to talk about Sleepaway Camp. I love those movie, movies. Well,
1: we're gonna crazy.
2: eventually be yeah. talking about that on the fucking horror podcast. Yeah, yeah the end crazy. of that yeah. movie was crazy. I watched that not too if long you, ago. If you if you have Pluto TV,
0: you can watch the Sleepaway Camp movies right now. It's on. It's on. It's on well, Pluto Shutter, TV.
2: Shutter has them too, and uh, I actually been thinking about oh, signing Shutter. up for Shutter because I mean they I want to
1: some good shit, and I want to watch the Creep Show stuff on there. They, I want to yeah, watch Creep uh, Show. Creep Show TV. They have
0: they have Creep Show, and they have uh, Joe Bob Briggs doing. Yeah. It's not Monster Vision. But it's like the same thing. Like it can't be. Car- yeah, it's pretty much yeah. the
1: same thing. It's like a, a drive in like, thing.
0: It's called something drive in. Yeah. And I want to watch it because when I was in high school on the weekends, if I wasn't at a football game for band, I was watching Monster Vision, especially every Friday the 13th, because they would show like four of the movies back to back. And so I would watch all four of them. And my mom did not censor shit when I was a kid. I remember watching Police Academy, where they had the scene. Where they're all like taking their tops off at the bonfire. So I was seeing titties at like six or seven years old in rated R films. My mom did not censor anything. Like I saw, I was watching. I was watching like if I had kids, I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't let them watch horror at the age that I started, just because
1: I would wait till they're a little older. Yeah. yeah. A certain movies. Movies, but certain movies scarred me.
0: This (laughs) Joker, but like I I watched the Return Return of the the Living Dead. Yeah. yeah i watched return of the living dead night of the living dead like i watched really? all that shit growing up and we we would go to the video store every weekend and rent movies and we'd always rent something horror <laughs> because we wanted to watch horror and and my well i remember in so this i know we got off on a tangent here but this I movie was I like
1: you never watched this it was like i know we we're talking about it because this, I'm like, totally seen, it totally seemed and totally seemed like this was right up your alley. So this would you, have been like, up my uh, alley when you were talking about it. I was like, "How have you never how, watched how, this movie? How did I like, let, how me, how let you me look something past your radar? Like out of let out me of it. I I, mean, I,
0: did, I probably yeah. remember the trailer, but let me. I'm gonna look something up real quick. <laughs> um, because I want to see the when it came out.
1: Clack of the keyboard.
0: Yeah, my fake mechanical keyboard. Okay, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, came out in 1993 when I was in middle school. I remember wanting to go see that at Cinco Cinema and theaters, which I, it makes me wonder, why didn't I want to see this? Because this movie was amazing. I Maybe mean, I wouldn't was, have appreciated it, or, it back then, but but I was watching shit like Jason Goes to Hell back in yeah. the ni- mid-90s. I mean, I was watching and all then,
1: sorts of shit. So and I, mean, and I, I
0: love and i love the Scream franchise i didn't get to see the first scream in theaters but after i watched it i think i rented it on vhs after that i went and saw every other Scream movie in theaters the only one i didn't see also was four and I don't know why that never happened. But when Scream Five there's comes Scream out next year, is still
1: good though. And like, oh, I, I like I'm all the Scream movies. movies. Three's the weakest, but doing I like all. Five them. like I'm, I'm wondering are going with Five though.
0: So, there's but, rumors yeah. they're gonna kill Dewey off, and if that happens, I'm gonna be extremely upset. Um, Mostly
1: because they kill off Dewey though, like but, and they and they've tried to kill Dewey so many times, or at least try to... <laughs> Yeah, they try. Yeah, they tried it's to like, kill him they, off, and if, if you would do it now, as long as it's pointless. That's what I. Think. I because I think
0: the the, the three
1: characters almost killed him off like so many damn times. Pra- practically in every single movie, they try to kill him off. Yeah, because
0: right? I think. Yeah, because I think. And, well, they didn't. He didn't almost die in four, and he didn't almost die in three. But the first two, yeah, he gets like he gets like stabbed in the back in both movies. And I
1: definitely think but, that. Uh, What's his name? It's Jamie Kennedy's? I think that was his name. Uh, yeah, that's the actor's name. His character thing. died because nobody wanted to get rid of Dewey.
0: Well, I don't think they should have killed his character off either. But uh, you know, I don't think
1: so either. But I mean, that's semantics. And but anyway, but, I, but, say, but like, I bring is, up, yeah.
0: I bring up Scream because I was watching Scream at the time that this came out. So if I'm watching Scream, which is rated R, and is a horror franchise, why was I? Why didn't I want to see this? Maybe I I thought the ghost looks.
1: Never watched the trailer, right? I mean, I probably, but that's the thing. Promoted it a bunch. It maybe it didn't because I remember watching the trailer and I was hooked. Like I knew that I wanted to see it once I saw the trailer because the maybe I mean the trailer does like show like a lot. (laughs) Maybe the trailer just didn't movie, but
0: yeah, I would I would have to watch the trailer again because I have maybe the trailer just didn't market the movie well to me. And that's why I didn't want to see it. But watching someone talk about the movie is what really made me want to see it. And which is why I, w- I wanted to do the film, even though it's not a, technically a science fiction film, it's supernatural. They consider it like, it, I guess you could consider it kind of horror. I don't really consider it horror horror because it's, even though it does have a horror element, it's not like maybe because I'm so used to watching slasher horror that yeah. a lot of the traditional horror stuff is not horror horror to me. And that's just because I grew up watching slasher flicks. You know, because the they were super big this, in the this, 80s.
1: The, I think Ooh, the main me. thing for this is knowing that it's a supernatural murder mystery. So Yeah, you could call has, it a mystery because well, it is a mystery who the specter is. Well, that's what I'm saying. And it has, like, horror elements, but I don't think it's real. I mean, like, it's more like a thriller, too. Yeah, than it's a horror movie because you're I wouldn't consider it. it pure horror. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't that, because it doesn't do enough to be a horror movie in my eyes. Because I'm seeing like so many, like thinking about Friday the Thirteenth and My Bloody Valentine and a bunch of these other fucking movies like Sleepaway Camp and stuff. What like. I love- like I, I want to talk about that movie just eventually. But... I
0: I want to talk about that because it has the best dialogue in it ever. It Not not that the movie's overall. The dialogue overall is really terrible. But the best line in that movie is like, he shouldn't die, Ricky. He shouldn't Dude. live, Bill. I, oh, at that I mean, uh, the main reason why I
1: say that is because I'm like – It is. It really is an intense, like, it's the complete picture of, like, how those slasher movies were at the time. Yeah, and... They ended up doing a bunch that were, like, the same. And then, like, if it didn't have that shit at the end, it wouldn't be as good, right? No, the the twists were... one thing that sold the fucking movie was that damn twist at the end. But the funny thing is, is the, that the person saying, like this movie. Period. I did not expect great.
2: that either. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying.
1: You wouldn't expect it at all. That's why it just sold the movie, right? Like, yeah, it's like, okay. It went from like a five to a ten, like just off of if, that.
0: If you if you don't talk about it uh, on Scream Creeps, Sleepaway Camp, at least the first one. We're definitely gonna do it at Halloween oh, time for my <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we're I love that movie. It. It's like I like all the movies do, except... we, we should definitely do that one and then we should do the dawn of the dead or like I should say of the dead movies. Like, I want to do the because dead because like, movies. I, think, I love they, all those those the those they are the yeah, like if they're zombie movies like that are top tier. It's like all of George A. Romero's films are like top tier, like zombi- zombie movies. And they I would have say s- covered at one point.
0: I want to actually do his movies because I think, I think, because of what they state in Eye of the Living Dead, they kind of fit in the sci fi genre too. Because even though it's not explicitly stated why the dead return from the grave, they do mention a comet or satellite landing with radiation raining it over the eastern United States. And that and that's a theory is how it started. Oh, dude, yeah.
1: I can I could go on for days about stuff and, like, and then and stuff, like about the movies, about like where they got from, like especially Night of the Living Dead. So we're definitely gonna have to talk about those.
0: But I want to talk anyway, about those too. I love, yeah, but that but we're digressing. Every, yeah, but,
1: everyone, watch this fucking movie. Show this
0: movie, people. This like, yeah, <laughs> buy this movie. Don't don't torrent don't pirate this movie i pay i didn't buy it yet when i watched it i rented it off voodoo you can rent it you can buy it on uh digital platforms voodoo and amazon have it it's if you have stars through amazon prime you can watch it if you don't own it buy it i I think this is a great movie to add to your collection like i said this movie is our uh the frighteners is already a is already uh as rest in peace this movie does not need to be remade it doesn't need to be reworked the movie is fine the way it is it's to me i i would not it's a to me i wouldn't call it a cinematic masterpiece it's not like casablanca but this movie is a modern classic and i will call it a modern classic it's a great film it's got great dialogue great scripting none of the characters are stupid the killer once he's revealed is super over the top but i think it works for the movie and for the killer It works it's not it's not zany stupid over the top dammers like jeffrey combs like he's amazing in this movie like this 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 movie has such a strong script this movie and it's it's i don't you can't even it's a it's a mystery a supernatural mystery but it's not it's not like it's it's not something cheesy it's not a cheesy supernatural murder mystery it's it's like legit it's a legit murder mystery because he doesn't you have to, he has to figure it out he's kind of a dick he, and the weird thing is he doesn't really even change who he is because yeah he's kind of a dick but he's also a nice guy he cares about people it's just that his wife died he never got over it and, and then
1: they, they died somebody and then his yeah is like here
0: <laughs> yeah his wife does show up in the movie at some point um, outside of her death scene. And she tells him to ha- be happy, and so he and because he has to sacrifice himself to stop the killer, and the killer's second, the second killer, and the way this this movie just works, like I said, um, a lot of times yeah, I will n- just like, watch the movie. You got to watch this movie. It needs to rest in peace. It needs to. It needs. It will stand on its own. It. It doesn't need. I know I keep repeating this dead horse but I really feel like Peter Jackson and his wife knocked it out of the park with this film. And I, I would say studio release date is probably why this movie failed as the main reason, because it's not the fault of the actors. Michael, everyone does a great job in this, ro- their roles. Uh, they're perfectly cast. Like I, if, like it, this, would if this gets remade, I won't see it. I will not see a remake of this movie yeah, because
1: yeah. I mean- it, Definitely, I would just tell everybody to just not watch the remake. But, I mean... Yeah, like, if It, it, if it, gets it rem- depend if, remake would depend on who would like it, though. though. Like, to me, it would depend on, uh, like, if villain... Uh, what's it called? The dude that did Blade Runner 2049. If he did that shit, then I would be like, I would have my faith in him. It's like he's doing Dune right now. He's remaking Dune. Oh,
0: that's, oh I do want to see the remake of Dune. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if any if anybody's going to do Dune right, I think he will. So, I mean, like if they said, "Hey, we're do- redoing uh Frighteners," but then we're having this dude do it, okay, I'm totally fine. It's like certain directors that I'd be like, "Okay, I think I could put my faith like, in." It, I it, mean, I if, this like wrong, a, if this was like a but if this
0: this and this isn't a knock against Bloomhouse because they make some great films, but if this is something that became like a Bloomhouse movie, I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm good, man." because i i I don't want like a lower budget version of this movie because a lot of horror films are made really cheaply and that's why that's why they get churned out so quickly is they're cheap to make horror movies aren't expensive they're not like uh action films or anything like that that require a lot of money like piece movies like like halloween and stuff like that they could be made on a shoestring budget and be made to look good because you don't really need to cast any big names for these movies. Um, the the basically in any horror movie the main the the main like slasher flick the main character is the killer. I don't care what they say. The final girl kind of, but she doesn't have to be a big name. You need a killer that's going to stick with people, like. Jason Voorhees he wasn't the original killer but guess who sticks around in people's minds people forget Pamela Voorhees was the killer in the first yeah, movie Yeah
1: like most people Freddy Krueger forget that shit same with Freddy people- Krueger I love iconic. Child's yeah, play. he's iconic. He's Chucky, Chucky is iconic. It's like uh, like so many of them are like related, and like uh, it's like the alien from Aliens and stuff. Yeah, stuff like it's that. Like... They were just so synonymous with horror movies at the time, and especially this dude plays uh, the character so well too. If this would have done well enough, like it could have been cool if they would have like been like, hey they made a sequel and he broke out again, right? Like I, yeah, for some reason, you know, I would like love would to
0: see, work. I would love to see a sequel to this. And uh, Joe blow doing a hypothetical sequel to this movie is what made me like want to watch this movie. Cause they talked about the first movie. And I think this movie does deserve, a, I deserves the right sequel. It deserves the right sequel. Maybe, maybe it's, um, Bannister's key. Maybe him and Lucy have a kid, and it's the kid has the has the gift, or it's somebody else, and then Bannister is now a mentor. Has a mentor, the new person. I don't yeah, want to I mean, see I'm a movie.
1: Saying, I mean, they could do like a bunch of stuff as long as they uh, stick to the same core of the message of the this film. That's what I'm, yeah, saying. This, it, That's it, it, what I'm saying. It should <laughs> rest in peace, but. Uh, depending on like the certain person like I think it could do well like I I definitely would put my faith into it but right now as it is just have the film be the way that it is
0: (laughs) stay the way it is I would say if you do try to remake this
1: make to this movie
0: make I would say if you do anything make a sequel and just have Bannister pass the torch now I, I don't want to kill off Bannister which is something they would probably do but I think they could have a passing of the torch movie, and maybe if it's successful, then make movies
1: with the new guy
0: or well, new girl. I, mean,
1: I could have totally seen if this movie did well and Michael J. Fox didn't uh, reprise his role, that they would have had somebody else in this role. Like they would have killed him off, like off screen, and had and somebody that, and, play the character. Or like, and that, uh, wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't. I mean, like, it could have worked it could have worked because really you had have to just stick to the core principles where it's like you, it's a murder mystery kind of the similar to the original, but also at the same time, he would have to like almost die. And I should, I shouldn't say like he or she, it should be a he or she moment or whatever moment where it'd be whoever would be the main lead of the film would have to like almost die and that's what, and then they could lead in where um, they read a book and they talk about this dude or like he was talk. They would talk about Frank Bannister being like a side character or some shit. And like eventually he got killed off or like he was just not in the movie. Like they just highlight a picture where it's him in the news or some shit talking about what the character's going through at the time. Right. Like I could see that. But that's just me spitballing for like a premise that probably would never happen. More than more than likely they ain't gonna make a sequel to this movie, ain't gonna reboot it, ain't gonna do none of that shit. I'm just saying like what would fucking work like in my eyes for the shit. But like I said, everybody watch the movie.
0: (laughs) Watch the movie. It's perfect the way it is. I don't like I said, my nitpick is some of the CGI doesn't hold up. Whereas I think the ghost effects work, say, but... I think
1: and Jeremy is like the only one that hasn't really talked about. Like, yeah, I mean, sorry, we've been going off, in, but like, yeah, you can tell. Whenever I love a film, I start talking. <laughs>
0: this movie was amazing. So, what did what did you think, Jeremy? I know we we you briefly touched on it.
2: Well, you guys touched on everything that I I don't really have much else to say. Um, I touched on the stuff that I wanted to touch on. Um, like the Parkinson's uh, scene where I think that his Parkinson's was was acting up. Uh,
0: it could be because there's a lot of times the real stuff gets put in films, like real reactions and Well, I stuff. mean, his
2: left arm was shaking quite a bit comparative to when it wasn't, you know, in other parts. And it really kind of yeah. almost, it it flowed into the scene because he was like being arrested or he was being interrogated. But yeah. Like um,
1: yeah, th- that's when I watched it. It just felt like I could see the emotion on his face and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but I mean, like it could be totally understandable if that was like totally he wasn't meaning to do it. It just happened. That and, like it show like another uh thing about like. Uh, another issue for like stuff where you don't like you take away the reality of a situation you just sit there and you enjoy the movie for what it is and you kind of escape from reality a little bit just enjoying the story that yeah i this this movie i enjoyed
0: it so do you think it should rest in peace jeremy or should it let it okay i figured you would that's why the the let it die or rise again were never going to be options for this movie because it's really. Well, like I good. said, if
2: I had a differing opinion, I would have mentioned it, and I yeah. really didn't. So yeah, yeah I when, saw this movie years ago and liked it back then, and I liked it again. So yeah, it's like um, when
1: we were talking about like uh, during the last podcast with Uwe Boll, and uh, and then I was just like talking about it. and I was like, yep, oh, there goes the earphones again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah
0: sorry it's they can speak
1: i don't <laughs> yeah it's so weird how it picks it up like every time like you i don't
0: even crowd. know i don't even know why they don't stay in my ear i've tried both sizes of the the cups and they both have problems staying in so my are ear. They ones it's that go
1: inside your ear or over your it's, ear
0: they're the ones that go in
1: your ear like iPod yeah. icon. The, they're not. not that's they're probably not, why they mess around, but still, they're
0: not. i They're not. They're, they're earbuds, but they're made by Sony. They're actually really good quality. They sound really good, at least to me. I'm not a audiophile, but they're they're Sony brand, and you know, it's just for some reason I've tried both sizes of the cups, and it's it's only my left ear. My yeah. left ear, it, it has problems staying in, and that's the I think the side that has the microphone on it, which is why you can yeah. hear. It.
1: Oh, so that's why it picks it up. Yeah. But, but this is like amazing.
2: Sixty-five minutes here. Yeah, no. to...
1: <laughs> I know we're all yeah. talking about bullshit. This, at the ca- end. <laughs> this movie's
0: good. I I'm going to um think about what we're going to do next time. I have been trying to say what it is in the next one. Yeah, I'm going to do some thinking.
1: Secret one. That way, somebody's w- like, "What?" <laughs> I want to do. I kind of want to
0: talk about Robocop, but I want to talk about something else too. So I'm just going to look at see what I have. Uh, sci-fi films that would be interesting to talk about and see what's on the different platforms that I have, like, H- you know, HBO Max and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Um, I need to, they need a sci-fi version of uh, Shutter.
1: <laughs> oh, there is one I want. Yeah. Sci-fi, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. They need to, um, I know one I want to talk about in the future is Life Force is going to be one of the ones we talk about coming up. Um, but I don't know what we're going to do next. So Um, everyone for Sci-Fi Graveyard, this is Joseph. Thank you for listening. Please, if you like it, uh, like what you hear, we do have other podcasts. You'll see, you'll hear those on the outro. Uh, They're all hosted by the Heart of Geek and you can find them wherever podcasts are streamable. Like everywhere, practically. Pretty much almost everywhere. So everyone have a wonderful night. Be safe and thank you all for listening. Say goodnight, everybody. Good
2: night,
0: Good night everybody, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Hi, before we begin this episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard This episode was supposed to be released in July of 2021 However, for some reason it never got posted But this is the episode about the movie The Frighteners Which I kind of consider outside the graveyard Which is when we discuss non-science fiction films Because this is more supernatural However It may fit with the motif since it deals with graveyards, but hope you all enjoy and thank you.